0: Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, Michigan fans. Trevor Woods from SV Nation's Maize and Brew. This marks the 13th time I've spoken to you fine folks at the conclusion of a Michigan game. This is the 13th time Michigan's had a victory, 13-0 in the season. It's hard to remain undefeated throughout conference play, non-conference play, championship play, and Michigan, they've had some bumps in the road, but none of them resulted in losses. And that was the case once again on Saturday night in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium. It was close in the first half against the Purdue Boilermakers, an 8-4 and team who, they have some merit. Have some good playmakers on both sides of the ball. Quarterback Aiden O'Connell was able to get some stuff done, especially in the first half. O'Connell, unfortunately, his brother passed away last week, but what a tough gritty competitor, played with a ton of heart tonight. He made a lot of throws that were absolute dimes, dropped him in bread baskets when the coverage wasn't that bad. There were other times where Charlie Jones, who had 97 receptions heading into this one, found the soft spot in some coverage, and he Had 13 receptions for 162 yards. Then there was freshman walk-on sensation for the Boilermakers and Devin Mockaby, who rushed for 71 yards, had some tough first-down runs. He had a touchdown on the day, and Maccabee was the 2nd leading receiver for Purdue with six receptions and 31 yards. At halftime, this game was 14-13 in favor of Michigan. But in the second half, like we've become accustomed to, all season long, Michigan pulled away. The halftime score, the second half score was twenty-nine to nine in Michigan's favor. So Michigan would win, pulled away forty-three to twenty-two. There's ultimately a lot of good things to talk about in this game. First off, I gave O'Connell credit. He threw for three hundred sixty-six yards. Didn't throw a touchdown, surprisingly. Five field goals on the day from their kicker Finneran. Defense for Michigan bent but didn't break overall. Against a good, pretty well offense. But O'Connell, he had two interceptions on the day. He could have had three. One was looked like it should have been picked, and it was not. However, Will Johnson, freshman sensation, in his own right, he had two interceptions, and he's really starting to come into his own now. Johnson was matched up against Marvin Harrison Jr., Ohio State star receiver, one of the best in the nation last week. Did quite well overall, I thought. Same thing tonight. Johnson came with a couple really good interceptions. And also, Johnson's playing pretty physical out there, looking like a pretty sure tackler, aggressive tackler, taking good angles to the ball. So that was very good to see. couple Michigan defenders had absolute lights-out games from a tackle total perspective. Junior Colson had 15 tackles in all. Rod Moore, 14 tackles in all. Michael Barrett ended up having 10 tackles in all. The Michigan defense had four sacks in all. Jalen Harrell had two. Michael Barrett with one. Iabi Oki had a half sack. And Taylor Upshaw also had a half sack. Michigan's offense, in the early going, the rushing attack was kind of similar to last week. Wasn't really getting them big yards, but by the time the second half rolled around and the Purdue defense wore down, Donovan Edwards was really able to get going. And you look at his average of 7.4 per carry Edwards had 25 carries, 185 yards, one touchdown. Khalil Mullins, he was a producer as well in this one. Looked like he Mullings might end up being the running back, two of the equation. He had two touchdown runs at the goal line, so that's good to see. Michigan needs a short yardage back like him. Blake Corum, he had surgery. He's going to be out for the year, so going to need Edwards to step up in big ways. He did against Ohio State in the second half. He did against Purdue, so that's a good trend to see. Edwards gave credit to his offensive line. At the conclusion of the game, said to give them the Joe Moore Award now, which goes to the best offensive line in the nation. J.J. McCarthy, he found Colson Loveland early on a 25-yard touchdown pass. Absolutely great throw. There was another great throw down the field. Could have, should have been caught by Ronnie Bell. Hit his hands. That was dropped. J.J. made his worst interception of the season tonight downfield. It was a kind of a backyard scramble. Drill. JJ had a lot of time to throw, rolled out to his right, threw it downfield, airmailed everybody, picked off by Purdue. I'm sure McCarthy would have liked to have that one back. McCarthy on the night 11 of 17, 161 yards, but three touchdown passes. JJ, he has a tendency to, if he does make a mistake, he makes up for it. And that's a good thing to see in a player, they don't get rattled. They keep moving on and marching forward, and that's what we saw from McCarthy on this fine and glorious evening for the Wolverines' back-to-back Big Ten champions. Good to see Colson Loveland continue to produce. That was his one catch on the night, but, hey, if your one catch can be a touchdown, let it be that way. Ronnie Bell, he dropped that ball, as I mentioned, but he was ultimately the lead receiver for Michigan 5 reception 67 yards and a great touchdown tiptoe one two feet and bounce at the end end of the end zone for a score and luke schoonmaker he had a touchdown as well so those are the three touchdowns from the wolverines um this game you know i'm sure some of you listening at home uh maybe had a couple cocktails and beverages and uh i don't blame you i would have too but i was working had some coffee and some Diet Sunkist but no beverages for me tonight I could use a beer right now quite frankly uh you want to send one to me send one to me and I'll love you forever <laughs> but um anyway I'm sure there are moments where you at home or if you happen to go to the game you might have been biting your nails a bit no no is this going to turn into the Illinois game is the Purdue offense going to continue to produce but I'm sure you also at home are saying Michigan They're a second half team, and if you said that, you were right, because they are a second half team. They showed it once again, like I said earlier, a second half score of 29 to nine. So, close early, but when you end up beating the team 43 to 22, you kind of kicked their ass, right? At some point, you said, no, that's enough. That was fun for you guys for a while, but nah, we're gonna pull away now. Purdue had 27 first downs to Michigan 17 first downs they were 9 of 18 on third down. they won the time of possession battle at 33-42 compared to 2618 for Michigan. they had a turnover in their own right Purdue they picked off JJ McCarthy but you know you look at these stats and they even total yards 456 yards compared to 386 of Michigan but they lost. Not only did they lose, they lost by nineteen guys. So call it ass kicking if you will, or you could counter to what I'm saying and say, well, could have been worse if it wasn't for the five field goals by Purdue. And you'd totally be right by saying that, but you gotta give credit to Michigan's defense for saying okay. We'll let him matriculate the ball down the field this far. We're just not going to let them into the end zone. So when you have a quarterback who throws for 366 yards like O'Connell did, does not get a touchdown. A guy like Charlie Jones has 13 receptions on the day, but does not get a touchdown reception. I mean, the defense did something right. So might have been frustrating at times, right, seeing how are they getting first downs, but then, okay, Just another field goal. Okay, just another field goal. And then, you know, three more times after that, five in all. So encouraging, discouraging, I would say, encouraging. Michigan, they had confetti fall down on them. Donovan Edwards is the Big Ten championship player of the game. Michigan's going to go to, as I'm recording this, not finalized, but uh, I think whenever we listen to this, I'll just say it now Michigan's going to the Fiesta Bowl. They will be in Phoenix, Arizona. The- Glendale, Arizona is a stadium, but the-, the greater Phoenix region that includes Tepe, Mesa, Scottsdale, Glendale, Chandler, and Everything in between. I love Arizona. I can't wait to be out there. I'm quite excited. I'm sure it's just going to be 65 degrees or so, but we'll take it here in the Midwest when it's hovering around 10 degrees right now as I record this podcast. Michigan has some things to clean up before then, and they have a whole lot of time to prepare for whoever their opponent might be, with USC losing on Friday night to Utah. That could drop them realistically out of the playoff discussion and rankings TCU they may be safe after suffering their first loss of the year to Kansas State today in overtime but uh what does that mean what does that mean for Michigan and their opponent which will be announced on later today as I'm recording this on Sunday but um it could be Ohio State it could be TCU they could keep TCU at 3 uh or hell some Nick Saban was on halftime of the big 10 championship game talking to urban meyer advocating for alabama in the playoffs. so who knows who knows what it's going to shake out but one thing i found interesting m lives ryan zook great guy he asked jj mccarthy uh, and donovan edwards at the end of the game if what they thought about potentially facing ohio state again in a rematch but this time in the college football playoff, Edwards said, you know, they play whoever's on the schedule. And McCarthy said, please, please bring it on. And he said they'd, he'd be blessed, they'd be blessed to go at it against those guys again. So JJ ain't running from nothing. This is who JJ is. Is just got, because Johnson said JJ's not afraid to be great, He he's not afraid to make mistakes, and he's not afraid to be honest. And it's better than having your tail between your legs, uh, looking your enemy in the eye and saying, you know, I think I'm better than you, and I'll go at it with you anywhere, anytime. And maybe that's what this rivalry needed all along. A guy like Jim Harbaugh as quarterback of Michigan in the 80s who definitely had some swagger to him, and J.J. certainly has that, and he's earned the trust of not only his head coach, but the entire Michigan locker room, a season that started with Cade McNamara as a starting quarterback. So, man... September. September and that non-conference schedule seems so distant and so irrelevant now, doesn't it? All that chatter about Michigan's non-conference schedule and they're 13-0. and oh, And what did it take to get to this point? A road win against the Buckeyes, a nail-biter against Illinois, an ass-kicking over Penn State, a thromping over Iowa, this has been a hell of a ride, and it ain't finished yet. And J.J. at the end of the, the championship game said, job's not finished, something continues to say. Echoes what Kobe Bryant used to say when he was still alive. And that's where we're at. Michigan's going not only bowling, they're in the damn playoff, guys. So let's have some fun. It's going to be a fun month, and Mason and Brew will all be at the bowl game and hopefully the championship in Los Angeles and uh, hats off to Jim Harbaugh, and he, Jim Harbaugh deflected praise, and he gave it to, actually, the player's parents, and uh, there's some truth to that. They molded him, and <coughs> Jim Harbaugh, he carved the team in his image, but the team's also carved in the image of these parents who's fostered these habits and work ethics in these fine young Michigan men. Jim Harbaugh, he was about to get choked up and he he said uh, he's going to have to go before he did and uh, left the press conference early with Donovan Edwards and McCarthy up there and uh, as he was leaving, he pounded his chest, pointed at him and smiled and walked off. But uh, definitely a special moment that uh, I noticed. And uh, there's love. There's love between Harbaugh and these players. He loves them. They love him. And that's also part of why this seems still undefeated. So we're gonna see what happens next, folks. But I can't wait. And I think you can't wait either. But we're gonna have to wait till New Year's Eve when Michigan plays again. And I'll be there and follow everything along the way with me and everyone else at Mason Brew. This has been Trevor Woods. Follow me on Twitter at WoodsFootball. And I will be talking to you guys soon because I can't get enough of you, and I hope you can't get enough of me.